Welcome to For the Love Podcast with best-selling author Jen Hatmaker. Come on in and join us for a chat with Jen and friends about all the things we love. Now, here's Jen. It's Jen Hatmaker. Welcome to the show. This is the For the Love podcast, and we are wrapping up a series that I have totally loved. I hope you've loved it too. It's been For the Love of Fallen Holidays, and we have had kind of every sort of interesting guest on that is either speaking into fall or Thanksgiving and Christmas, relationships, fashion. We've kind of run the gamut here, everything related to this season of the year. And as you know, if you're a listener, we finish every series with a crowdsourced episode because one thing that I know for sure is that from within our tribe, this this listening community, our social media community, we have enough amazing stories to last us the next 10,000 podcasts. So we always want to invite somebody in um, that's just kind of one of us out here in the community. So today is the crowdsourced episode. And listen, just kind of get your Kleenex out. That's all I can tell you. Like have your Kleenex ready because we have invited the two most amazing people. Let me tell you how we met them. And you might remember this. When we did an an episode in the last series, we had on the CEO of the company Shipped. You know, remember Shipped? Shipped is a, um, a grocery delivery company that has grown and expanded and essentially changed a bunch of our lives. So um, we decided that we wanted to nominate people. Well, actually you, you were going to nominate people who were doing Thanksgiving in an amazing way. We were basically asking guys, who's awesome? Like who's, who's building a table of a welcoming table that we should know about, you know, who, who should we know, um, about right now in this Thanksgiving season, that's doing this really well. And we're going to give them, um, $500 gift card to shipped and shipped is going to deliver, deliver everything they need to their home for the Thanksgiving feast. So that is how we found our guests today. You guys told us about Jacob and Peggy Smith, plus Jacob's parents, Thad and Lauren, who are right in the middle of writing the most incredible, outrageous, beautiful story with their lives that you've ever heard. And so I'm not going to give any of it away um, because I want you to hear it as it unfolds because these are truly extraordinary people. And so we have on the podcast today, Jacob and Peggy Smith. They live in Tampa, Florida area. And these are practically newlyweds. They just got married in 2015. They're both in their mid-20s, you guys. And wait until you hear um, the sort of life that they have decided to build together. It is an absolutely gorgeous story. And I just can't think of anybody better to wrap up this series with than this young couple. Um, And when you hear um, what their home now looks like, And the sort of Christmas that they are going to enjoy together this year. I mean, you're just going to die. So without giving anything else away, I am thrilled to welcome to the podcast today, Jacob and Peggy Smith. So Jacob and Peggy, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm just so tickled that you're on today. Thank you for making the time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. 
our listeners are going to find out here in just a minute why you are here and what is so kind of special and unique about your story. But um, let it be said that probably carving out an hour of your day in the new life that you're living in was not easy. I can only imagine what sort of wizardry you guys had to pull off to make this happen. Uh, probably involved bribery. I cannot yes. even know. Um, so I really, I really actually know what it's taking for you to be on this podcast today. And I'm so, so honored that you've done it. So, um, I want my listeners to know a little bit about you. So before we sort of get into your story, you guys are basically newlyweds practically. Can you tell us, um, a little bit about how, who you are, and how you met, and um, when you decided to get married, what's your connection specifically to Uganda, and um, everything, how you got engaged there. Just tell us everything. Tell us who you are. Okay. Um, Husband, why don't you start and tell them how you were connected with Uganda, and then I'll pick up on how we met. Okay. That's perfect. Great. So yeah, I have always had a strong desire for missions. It's kind of just been ingrained in my life, uh, especially through my parents and their mission here in the States uh, for Mm -hmm. the orphans. And so I've just always had a strong desire. I always looked up to the famous missionary Jim Elliott and always wanted to experience the really just the missional life. Um, So out of just a crazy big God story, uh, I won't go into a lot of detail. I found a great organization in Uganda Mm. um, by the name of One City Ministries. And um, we had um, uh, connections here in the Tampa Bay area. And um, I found out they actually launched through our church and I, I didn't even know that oh no way yeah and at the time wow. at the time that was a grace family church uh in tampa florida and so when i found that out i just emailed them i said hey guys you know i've always felt a strong desire um to to do missions especially in africa specifically and i got an email back you know with the time difference in like three days and uh they said yes we would love wow. to have you so uh, in two, early 2013, I was able to um, spend, uh, I spent about 12 months there in Uganda. Yeah. Uh, and it was just absolutely amazing. And how old were you at the time? Oh, wow. I guess so. I was, I want to say I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're just kind of like fresh out of the gate here. That's right. Uh-huh. Right. What did you do in Uganda specifically? Well, uh, we focused on sustainable missions, uh, economic development. Um, so although we were missionaries in the sense of teaching the Bible and preaching, mm-hmm. um, we also implemented a bunch of programs to really um, attack certain systematic um, issues uh, yes. within third world countries, um, such as deforestation, malnutrition, yeah. um, mm-hmm farming techniques. So we tried to, we tried to cover all of it. I Uh, love that. Uh, We learned about deforestation a handful of years ago. And I remember the day that Brandon came home and, you know, we're deeply connected to Ethiopia, which is a similar landscape. And I remember the day he came home and said, listen, we're going to, we're going to plant trees. We're going to plant millions of trees. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're not planting (laughs) trees. What, What are you doing hippie? Until I learned about deforestation and the effects it has on the land and then ultimately sustainability. It's, it's, it's a huge issue, monumental. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So you're in Uganda, you're 21 years old, you're over there living full-time for a year, um, and then what? And this was in 2013, is that what you said? Um, yes. yes. Yes, okay. All right, so take us to the next phase of this. This is where you come in, Peggy. I come in, yes. So um, I was back here in the States. Um, I was a full-time nanny at the time. I was, you know, just single and um, living with my sister and helping care for her kids as well as um, full-time nannying. And then it turns out uh, my sister was pursuing adoption through Jake's mom, Lauren Smith's um, Finally Home Adoptive Services. So she was pursuing adoption through her, and one day they were sitting in her office talking, and his mom was just joking around about Jake coming home from Africa with a bunch of African babies. And my okay. sister was like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. That's something my sister Peggy would do. And um, so they were laughing about it. And they're like, wait, are they single? So yeah, <laughs> my sister came home and she's like, oh, my word. You know, my sisters are matchmakers. I'm the youngest of five. And she's like, we uh, have the perfect guy for you. And I'm like, okay. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this a lot of times. Um, so long story short, I went on Facebook and somehow we were already friends. You know, um, the Facebook world is vast and crazy. Weird. Um, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so we we're in a lot of the same circles. We had just never ran into each other which was cool. Uh, we had a lot in common. So we, I actually just sent him a quick message, just said, Hey, my sister's adopting through your mom. And yeah. I don't even know how it happened. We just started chatting and, um, he came home six months later on leave. Um, and we started dating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, he had to go back. So we had not been dating very long, ah, but yes. he wanted me to come visit. Uh, and we were older in, um, not only our relationship with Christ, but also in our walk. And we really knew what we wanted in, you know, in a mate. So it's not like a lot of people, you know, recommend dating for a long period of time, but I think we had the same mission, common goals. So he's like, I'd love you to fly over here and see what I'm doing. So I was able to fly over there and long story short, he proposed to me on my birthday underneath a waterfall in Uganda, you know, quit it. (laughs) Stop (laughs) it. Dreams are made of. That's go, go big or go. We're gonna have a picture of we. We you send us a picture of this, you guys. Yeah, so we can. Yeah, we'll put this up on the website, everybody. Because come on, get serious. Yeah, it was magical to say the least. Um, so wow. and then you know, he came home six months later, and we had some ups and downs in our relationship from there. But yeah. God really just brought us to an awesome place, and we ended up eloping. Um, and <sighs> here we are, romantic. I know. So here we are, best, two and a half uh, years best later. Decision just decision ever. Best decision ever. <laughs> was ever, it? Ever. Yeah. yeah. Because it was just zero stress, right? You guys yeah. were like, let's go get married today. Yes. Yeah. And where'd you go? Uh, we just, we decided, uh, you know, instead of just like doing something crazy and flying off to Vegas, not saying sure. it's wrong, <laughs> we decided not to. My mom said, hey, if you want to keep some sanity in it, you know, ask, <laughs> uh, you know, ask our counselors to do it. And so we said, you know what, let's go to downtown St. Pete. It's really beautiful down there. It's on the water. Love it. We all showed up. We we looked around. We said, "All right, where do you want to get married?" We're like, <laughs> "Over there," and over there, yep, literally. And uh, literally, yeah. before you know it, we were married. Okay, that story's amazing, and I love it. My husband Brandon and I have been married for twenty four years oh. um, this month, and I think we both say if we could go back, that's absolutely what we would do. We would, we would keep it fun and easy and low maintenance and like grab our best friends. Everybody show up in your jeans. We're going to go just downtown St. Pete's. That's so great. Um, I love that story. And so you got, so when was that? You got married what year? 2015? 
2015. Yeah, it's been three. It'll be three yes. years this, yes. this month. So yeah, 2015. Oh my word. I'm so okay. bad at these. <laughs> it's good. I want everybody to know this because I want them to keep in mind that um, you're both in your 20s and your marriage is young um, because we're going to attach the rest of your story to it and it's just going to blow everybody's minds. And before we get into it, um, Jacob, well, you just, you've mentioned him a couple of times here, but tell everybody a little bit about your mom and dad and what their, their sort of their history of foster parenting and adoption and what your family was like growing up. Like you kind of came from really strong roots in this conversation, right? Sure. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just uh, super ingrained adoption and fostering into, into my life and especially my families and Really, it all starts with just my mom's desire to do missions as well. And um, when she went to college, she kind of realized that, you know, hey, there's a mission here in the States. Uh, and, th- and that for her was foster care and also adoption. Um, in fact, her first child she adopted, I believe, when she was 19 years old, my first brother. No way. Yeah, wow. He, yes. So she was just, you know, when she when she landed, she just went right for it and she, yeah. she knew her calling. Um, and as time progressed, um, again, they just continued to foster and, and really out of all of it, um, we have eight um, legal adopted brothers and sisters. We're, we're super diverse. And so we grew up um, understanding culture and mm-hmm. diversity, um, combating racism, um, especially early on when we lived and we were raised uh, in St. Pete. And so we've just always had this unique understanding of what it means to um, care for the least of these, um, especially the orphan and even the widow. Mm. And so really that's um, that's kind of our story. And as you know, we're now growing legally. We're my parents are now adopting five more children. So I love it. Just keep going around the world. That's right. Um, and, and then in addition to adoption, your parents fostered too, right? So you had Correct. a, a how, do you know how many kids they fostered um, over the course well, of their yeah, life? Well over a hundred kids they fostered. Yeah. Um, what an experience. I mean, I can tell you at one point we had like 18 kids in the house at one point in a five bedroom <laughs> oh house. Gosh. I lived in a room um, in Wesley Chapel, Florida at one point with eight boys. Um, as you can imagine, we were boys. Um, but man, it was, it was crazy. And you just, you learned a lot of stuff. You learned how to sacrifice. You, you learned how to, um, adapt, um, to maybe not getting as much attention as you would want. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff that you, that you learn through it, that I've learned through this uh, whole process. And, Mm. uh, okay. Well, that's, thanks for bringing us up to speed because, um, uh, that's good background information for everybody to understand. Talk to us a little bit, you guys, and whichever one of you wants to take this can start. But let's talk about your family right now. Let's talk about what happened, what's going on, what this this uh, literally this this monumental decision that you have now made with your parents, Jacob. Um, mm-hmm. And so start kind of, if you don't mind, at the beginning of this story and tell all of the listeners what your home and their home is about to look like. Okay. So I'll kind of start and then I'll let Peggy kind of um, conclude with it. Right. So, you know, it's funny. My my mom has one perspective of the story and then I have my own, uh, Peggy and I do. And, you know, believe it or not, I was up at 
like, I have a, sometimes I just wake up super early in the morning. It's allergies, whatever, just crazy stuff. Right. Um, Peggy and I have actually wanted to adopt prior to this. Um, but those certain situations didn't play out. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of moved on and, um, really, you know, I know that's something to talk about, but we, we really never planned on having kids for a while. We okay. did, we did want to foster, but we just weren't sure, you know, we, we weren't really, we were just kind of flirting around with it, I guess would Got be the it. word. And I was up really early in the morning. I think it was like two, two thirty AM. And I actually saw, um, this photo shared of a family. We have the Tampa Bay heart gallery here. Yes. Uh, it's phenomenal. And yeah, um, we have that here too. Okay. So you know, their idea is really just to expose kids, expose people to kids that need homes and forever families. And so I saw their photo and I just felt like the Lord just like said something to me, like something different. I can't actually pinpoint exactly what he said, but I just felt a connection. Again, I'm on Facebook scrolling through, you know how yeah. you got, you know, we all get on our phones, we scroll through Facebook yeah. and I saw their photo was shared. So that night I just, you know, I got off, it was on my heart. I went to bed and I woke up and, you know, nothing different. Okay. Well, that, that same day, my mom ended up sharing on her Facebook, the photo. I didn't share oh, it. On my no way. Yeah, I'm not a saint. I didn't show it on my Facebook. Don't <laughs> right. it me. Um, so yeah. my mom shared it and I commented on it. I just said, man, if Peggy and I were in a different financial situation, we would yeah. definitely consider taking all of them. And will you explain real quick what all of them means? Because you didn't exactly describe sure. how many people were in that photo. <laughs> so there were there were eight. There are, there is a family of eight, uh, eight children in this eight photo. Um, just beautiful, beautiful children all the way around. Yeah. And um, sure enough, I commented on my mom's Facebook, and wow. I think the next morning she calls me and she goes, "So hey, you serious <laughs> about the kids?" And I was like. Well, honestly, mom, we just, I don't think we could ever do it, kids. She's like, yeah, well, but I have a better idea. Why don't we split them and keep them within the same family? And then, <laughs> I and can't then it handle it. And then it clicked. I'm like, oh no, this is actually going to go somewhere. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. I could cry. Like I that put a lump in my throat. I just can't even believe it. It's just insane. It, it's, it's truly insane. And I can let Peggy kind of just discuss a little bit more about the children and if she wants to add her details to the story as well. Hey guys, just a quick break. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just want to tell you one quick little offer um, that our friends over at audible.com have for you, my listeners. So this is what Audible's offering you, a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. Just to give you the chance to check out their services if you don't already love them, they're amazing. Um, you're going to love Audible. You can get a free audiobook just for trying it out. You can check out my books over there if you want them. I recorded them both myself. It's like me reading to you. You could listen to the last one, which is For the Love, or the latest one, which is of Mess and Moxie. And if not those, there are so many other titles available over there. Um, and you could listen to any one of them for free. So here's what you do. To download your free audiobook today, you just go to audibletrial.com backslash hatmaker. That simple audibletrial.com backslash hatmaker for your free audiobook. Hope you love it. 
I'm interested in your um, opinion here, Peggy, because this is no joke. This isn't like, hey, let's start our family with one human baby. I mean, this is yard sale. Like, there's eight kids, and we're going to split them between our two homes. I mean, this is almost unprecedented. Like, I'd love to hear your thought when you wake up and Jacob was like, hey, I was on Facebook at two o'clock in the morning looking at a family of eight. Like, I want to know how this landed with you. Well, I, I almost want to say that that's how it went down, though. <laughs> that he was. I was like, up on last night. And well, I did see I was on Facebook the next day and I saw that he had commented on his mom's post. And then I don't remember if I called you and just said, are you for real about this? And he's like, well, yeah, I kind of am. And cool, long story short, my sister is actually, um, we were going to her son's finalization of his adoption. She's adopted three. One of my sisters has. And they, but they were kind of joking around like, oh, you guys would be the perfect couple you know, take all eight, just joking around. I was kind of like, well, we had literally just <laughs> talked about this, you know, the day before, but yeah. I was keeping my mouth shut. Um, so I think that I've been a nanny for a very long time. You know, I've been with the family I am with now for six years. Um, I've had the boys, oh, yeah. the family of three now, there's twin boys. I have had them since three weeks old. So I, I love kids. Like, I feel like, you know, my gifting is with children and raising them. And um, I just, I love it. Like, I feel like God's given me mm-hmm. such a passion for children. Uh, I didn't think that I wanted any of my own for a long time just because I was afraid I'd be burned out. You know, I still, up until we got them, I, I still was. And I still am nanny now. Uh, but Jake just wow. brought this to my attention and we started praying about it. And I just, we looked at each other and we just said, why not us? You know, have, mm. you know, first of all, God has put this in our hearts and it's our calling. And it, it would be an amazing, you know, mission for us to do together and our home is you know we're in a a stable home with like a lot of bedrooms and we have tons of energy we're really young like why why not us and I think it broke my heart because I'm gonna cry talking about it but they had been you know in foster care for over two and a half years and I just know coming from a family of five girls like if anyone you know had taken me away from my sisters and I was away from them I just can't imagine the turmoil turmoil I would be in And then never knowing if I was ever going to be, you know, in contact with them or adopted with them. I just think my heart was so broken for this family. And that's how, you know, that's how I I think I'm answering too many questions. But um, no, I'm just I'm fascinated. And I would love if you can to tell us a little bit about the kids. Like, what's the range here? And what are their names and what are the ages? And and tell us sort of also how did how did you two. Um, and then Jacob's parents kind of decide, here are the two groups that make sense. And and we'll take this group and you guys take this group. Okay. So I think I'll start with this one. Um, so there's, it's a family of eight, as we say, well, it was a funny story. It was a family of eight. And as we are pursuing, you know, this adoption, getting our paperwork in, it's a very lengthy process, as you know. Yes. We get an email and all it says is, by the way, dot, 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 mom had number nine. Dot, dot, yes. dot, it's the voice. So it became, it went from a family of oh eight to a family gosh. of nine. Um, oh so it is, so I will go ahead and, um, the kids are beautiful. I mean, Nayeli is 14, Angel is 11. Uh, there's a the little girl, Jaylene, who's 10. Evan is eight. Jaden is seven. Brianna is three. There's a little boy, JJ, who's two. Heavenly is one. Mercy. And then the baby is almost three months. Um, you guys, <laughs> you guys. Uh, it's like a classroom. It is, it's, it's like a whole classroom. And I don't know if I, I probably listed this out off too quickly, but I could talk about them all day. So I tried not to, you know, I don't want to start talking about more. We, yeah, we did have some birthdays recently too. Mm-hmm. So now Angel is now 12, <laughs> Brianna is four, and JJ is now three. 
That is amazing. So you came to your social worker and said, we have a proposal Um, because this is obviously very unusual, um, kind of a unique situation where, um, you know, two different homes, but under the same family umbrella want to adopt a sibling group. So was that hard? Did you get easy approval for this or did you kind of have to fight for it? So I'll go ahead and make a note on that. So my mom is very, obviously with her experience, she's very well known in the system because my mom's also has, was a social worker for a long time. And now, as you know, she runs her own adoption uh, agency. And um, so, you know, it, it, I think it was a great proposal because yeah. for somebody to take nine children in one home, it's not just financially hard, it's emotionally right. hard. How no do doubt. you emotionally give to nine children at once. And so that alone is um, a very big task. And so the idea of splitting them, but keeping them within the same family, I think really fancied um, the hearts of the, uh, of the caseworkers and the state. And when they, when they heard it, I think they really jumped on board. Yes. I mean, I I can't, I think it'd probably be important so rare to find a scenario that was healthy enough to place all nine kids in one place uh, positively. So you guys, you've got four children in your home and which four are they? We have Brianna who is four. We took the younger four. So we have Brianna who is four. We have JJ who is three. We have Heavenly who's turning two in March. And then uh, we have the baby Max who is turning three months. So you've got four children, four and yes, under. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we <right>. sure do. <laughs> like you are completely and fully in the weeds. There's probably no other way to describe it. And when did the kids come? It's, this is recent. When did they come home to your home? Very recent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell them that story, Peggy, how all this kind of played out. Okay. So I'll, I'll make it. I can talk forever, but I'll make it short. I promise. Um, that's okay. We love hearing it. That's why you're on this. <laughs> so we got a call on a, we got our home study done on a Thursday and a week later we got a call from our case manager and she just said, Hey, the foster parents whom they're with need to go out of town because there's a death in the family. Can you have them at your house okay. for four nights? So we're like, absolutely. That'd be great. So I hang up the phone and two hours later I get another call and she says, Hey, we need to go ahead and just permanently transition them into your home. And I was like, so I'm like okay that would be amazing you know we want them with us as soon as possible so less trauma you know we can start forming relationships less bonding you know anyone else but us so we're like sure let's let's do this so I'm like when will you be bringing them so granted you this is a Thursday they were dropped off Saturday morning at 11 no no I can't (laughs) even and your home study was literally days old approved a week old old. literally (laughs) what did you do was it a mass scramble yes (laughs) we were running circles i can't even imagine it i mean what did you literally you're not ready for this you don't you don't have your you don't have beds you don't have diapers like what what did you like put out the all call to your people and say all hands on deck oh we did we did and we just had so many great people just get behind us and help us really especially our church um, and even just crazy people we don't even know pitched in and helped and did amazing things for us. And yeah, we were ready by Saturday morning. <laughs> I cannot believe it. What, what's funny too, just to mention is, you know, the the week before October 14th, that was their move-in date. When we completed our home study, our caseworker kind of just told us, you know what, guys, we best case scenario is we might hear something by December. Right. And in all honesty, in our hearts, we were like, yeah, we're looking at April or May for anything right. to happen. 
totally. a week later, well, uh, it's just that's just so crazy. And you're right. Usually the de- the delays are long, and it always takes longer than they say. Certainly not a week later. So I mean, you were preparing yourselves for respite care, and just like that, they're like, "This is this is happening now in a permanent way." I I commend your res- you you were resilient to just kind of say, all right, that's it. We're going to be flexible enough to make this happen. Um, so when the kids first got there, had you met them yet? Or was that like, hi, nice to meet you. You live here now. <laughs> no, it was, hi, nice to meet you. I'm your mom. This oh, is your dad. <laughs> and so you knew right away that this was going to be a foster to adopt scenario. Right. D- was that clear at the time or not yet? Yes, we are actually. So it's, yeah, right off the bat, we knew that they were going to be yeah. making the transition to our home. Yeah. And now we just now became finalized for adoptive placement. But yeah, from the beginning, we knew, you know. Okay. Are we? Um, let me ask you, because we've been there too. A lot, most of my listeners know that our youngest two kids are adopted, and we adopted them older as well. They came to us uh, from Ethiopia when they were five and eight. So um, we had a lot of transition, including language and culture and, um, I can't imagine race. Yeah. It was just everything kind of at once. And I would say that those first few weeks, I'm going to say that they're not easy. Um, and that everybody is struggling to find what is normal and what, what's my life here and where do I fit here and um, how is this going to work? And so obviously you are literally in the most fragile little new season of your family of six. Um, How's it going? How are you doing? So I would say we'll reiterate what you said the first few weeks. We let's just say we're thankful they're over. (laughs) I so deeply understand what you are saying. Um, Um, as you, it's not just the kids, it's you too. Everybody kind of, I mean, you literally took in four kids, four and under. That is just no joke, you guys. And I think it was difficult, but like I said, we've both seen adoptions. And so we did not come into this with, you know, rainbows and unicorns. You know, we, we, yes. we knew that there was going to, it was going to be hard. Um, my sis, like I said, all my sisters have adopted except, um, and then Jake's family, obviously a big adoptive family. So we, we knew, you know, it's one thing to know something and to walk through it. So that was difficult, but we knew that it was going to be, you know, probably one of the tougher things we've ever done. Um, but I can't just stress enough how beautiful the transition was. You know, I've seen and heard horror stories and the kids, you know, I just am so thankful for the attachments that were made so quickly and it was hard, but God has just been, and you could just see him moving in their hearts and in our hearts. And it's happened so quickly, the attachments, and we are just beyond grateful for his grace on us. I'm thrilled to hear that. And I, um, I, I've seen God work miracles in adoption, almost more than any other space I can think of, um, where there's just so much trauma written into the story. Uh, You know, there's so much loss and abandonment Mm -hmm. and, um, there's such a, there's such room for, for God to be a healer. And he is, and he mends hearts back together and he puts families together in these wonky ways that somehow become so beautiful and so meaningful. Um, also, are you sleeping? <laughs> is there any night that you are sleeping through the night? Honestly, to be honest with you, the baby 
is amazing. He's a dream. And oh, yay, baby. We, he, I don't know, he maybe wakes up one time, usually either like 1230, maybe sometimes around two, and he'll sleep until anywhere between 530 to 630. Yeah. God bless yeah, that he's baby. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Are the kids, do you kind of, are they sharing rooms? Are they, how do you have them in your house? So it's cute because, um, Brianna, actually the four-year-old, we weren't planning on having her in with, uh, the three-year-old and, um, one-year-old heavenly JJ and heavenly, but then she wanted to be with them. And I think we both agree that it's good that she's in with them, you know, because it's just, she's with her brother and sister and it's comfort for her. And yeah, they're all in the same room. But it's actually worked out 100%. great. I don't know how long that will last, but <laughs> right now it's great. It's beautiful. They go to bed. They are such good sleepers. That's the thing I wasn't expecting is them to sleep so well at night. Uh, I'm so thrilled that to hear that. That's a huge blessing. <laughs> Yes, it absolutely is. When when we brought our, uh, when Ben and Remy first got here, um, Remy, our daughter who was five, shared a room with our daughter, Sydney, um, who was 11. And our son, Ben, shared a room with Caleb, and they're about two years apart. And it was so dear and that was so sweet. And they actually love that. And what we used to laugh, you guys, I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture. I'll put it up on the, on the, on my webpage, everybody listening, but um, Remy, Every single morning, I mean, I'm telling you, this probably went on for six months. Um, the girls had bunk beds, and in the morning, she would wake up and she would crawl down into Sydney's bed. And Sydney has really soft, like super blonde long hair. And she would, whatever side of Sydney's hair was facing upward, Remy would braid it all, just braid it. Like <laughs> she, she, her little tiny five year old fingers could braid anything. And so, Sydney would come downstairs every morning with half a head of uh, French braids and we just died every single morning. And so there is something about that proximity to one another, just sleeping in the same room that is, is special. It's bonding and it's healing. I love to hear it. Let's talk about the big kids because the older, the older five now at this point, right? All, um, Cause we're at nine, yeah. not eight. Yes. They are heading to your parents' house. I, I think at the recording of this episode, it is it's less than two weeks away, right? right. They're they're that's they're right. about to go the twenty second. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So how's how's preparation going over at your parents' house, Jacob? And what is what does it look like, sort of on on that half of the family? So sure, they're um, they're getting rooms ready, um, and just it's you know a little bit about my parents is they they um, adopted my niece. Uh, she's five, and just to let uh, your listeners know, my parents are almost sixty years old. Yeah. So they, you know, this is a big, um, a big leap for them. And they were actually, you know, they almost had everyone out of the house. All they had was my niece, who's five legally now, my sister, um, and so they were actually looking to downsize uh, and to sure. move, sell their home. And so, you know, now you know, that's obviously not going to happen. So they're, they're preparing rooms. They painted the other day. Um, and really it's just been cool to see the older kids because that was the biggest scare of this was how are the older kids going to react about not staying within the same home with their siblings? This was a really big deal, especially for the older girls, Jaylene and Nayeli, that they wanted to make sure that they still had, felt like they had some control over, Hey, you know, this is my family. Do I get to make decisions too? That's good. And so we've been really trying to do that for them. My parents have at least. And, um, so it's been really cool to see them 
Um, now they're visiting on the weekends, every weekend. So they're having, uh, they're sleeping over every night, uh, every, every weekend. I'm sorry. And so my parents are just getting to learn about them. They're getting to know each other. Um, and so it's nice to see all the fears that they had kind of slow, like kind of just dim down. Like, sure. you know, one of the things that Nayeli said she was so scared about the oldest was that, you know, oh, well, you guys are just going to kick me out once I move in or you guys aren't yes, going to want me or, you know, you guys are not going to like my brother and you're just going to, you know, kick him out or, you know, you guys mm-hmm. aren't going to want me anymore. That was like a common saying. Like there was a lot of fear there, as you can imagine. And Nayeli was really, you know, she watched over her family when, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the kids were just babies. So she has that, that, you know, that motherly uh, side to her. Um, so it's, um, it's been interesting to watch. It's been really cool. Uh, my brother, Sam, um, he actually lives in the house with my parents still. He's about to go to the police academy, but they've really bonded with him in just such a mm. beautiful way. And they all look up to him. He's 21 and it's, or he's 20 mm. and it's just been an amazing thing to see. Um, Right, because they're inheriting an enormous family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already are an enormous family, and they are getting another enormous family, which yeah. is amazing. I, I, um, I learned really early on in our story. Um, you know, we went through all the same things that you know that's a part of the fabric of your actual whole life, but uh, just training on um, connection and sort of trauma recovery and all, all the things that are really important when you adopt kids from hard places. Mm-hmm. Um, just how to how to be a healing home for them. And so I remember really early on, there's there's so much emphasis, at least in the training material, put on the parents, you know, on you guys and mm-hmm. on your parents, and then also like on us as adoptive parents and and what systems we're gonna put in place and the language that we're gonna use. And um, but one thing that I learned early on that I found a largely absent in the material, but incredibly present in real life is that the kids' new siblings, our our children that we had in the home already, are also an incredible healing agent. And their proximity to one another, uh, we couldn't duplicate it. It was so special. And the bond that the kids forged with one another, not just with us as parents, mm-hmm. was every bit as important, every bit as nurturing and nourishing and healing as anything we ever provided as well. And so when I think about these nine kids coming into your family, well, my gosh, they're getting a whole tribe. I mean, these kids will yeah. never be alone a day in their life. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, so we're... We're so excited to come around you. This this tribe of listeners is really um, strong, really connected. We have a really amazing community. And I mean, obviously, this is how we found you. We found you because we were looking for great families who were doing, you know, Thanksgiving in a way that was going to be meaningful. And your story rose straight to the top. And so one thing that I want everybody listening to know is that we have asked you um, to provide for us uh, an Amazon wish list of things that you need because you need stuff. This is a 
an enormous undertaking. I mean, um, and so do your parents. And so I want everybody listening to know that we are going to put links up over on my site, um, on my social media pages too, where if you want to come around um, Jacob and Peggy, and also obviously now Jacob's parents as well, who are getting the big kids in a matter of days, um, we can just ship to their door the specific and exact things that they need. So um, we just, I cannot tell you how excited we are to do that. Um, It's going to be our real joy um, to support you and surround your family right now as you're just building something so beautiful and so amazing. So let's talk about your holidays real quick before we wrap this up. Um, This is not the same kind of Christmas as you had last year. This is a different... This is a different Christmas. A little strange. (laughs) It's a little, what, what do you have in play here? What do you, are you thinking, what kind of Christmas are you going to have? What is it? Do you do this all together? Are you going to keep it quiet? Is it going to be bananas? Are you going like full on or what's your approach here to your Christmas this year? So I think as far as our small family goes, you know, obviously not the, the, not the whole sibling group, but our, our four in our home, we are going to keep it uh, simple and, you know, with kids that, have already experienced so much transition and change. You just want to keep it very, yep. you know, low key. And the most, the most exciting thing about this Christmas, I think, is that when these kids came into our home, they had never heard the name of Jesus. Um, they only knew two songs, ABC yes. and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Um, so it yes. was, it's been amazing to teach them about Jesus and about it's, it's going to be his birthday and we're singing songs about. It. And they now instead of singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, they're, you know, they're singing Jesus loves me and they're running around the house singing Away in a Manger. And I just think. It's the, it's, coolest, so sweet, it's the coolest Christmas present I could have ever, you know, received is being able to introduce my kids to Jesus for the first time, you know, and just, they are just like, taking so hold of and they're, you know, just to worship Jesus in a, we're going to do it in such a simple way this year with them. Um, I think that is so wise and it's still, it's going to be magic. Yeah. It's going to be just absolutely magical. Uh, I'm, I'm like grinning from ear to ear thinking about your Christmas yeah, morning. We um, my mom, my mom also is well known for making sure she, my mom is a gift giver. Okay. So on Christmas Eve, um, the entire family. And when I say the entire family, the entire family will be packed away in our living room um, to open up all of grandma's presents. Oh my gosh. So. And so she has no chill. Like it's just, she's just going to do like, whatever she wants. She has like, I think, I think she has, how many grandchildren does she have? I guess it's like over 20. So yeah, it's, it's up there. Yeah. That'll be the crazy part of our Christmas. That is the tradition that we will never change. And, yeah. Yes. That's, that's a, that's a special day. Well, and the big kids will be in their home by then. They'll that's be right. like two days Two days in the home That's on a permanent right. basis on Christmas Eve. That's right. Um, this is really a special Christmas. Uh, you'll just yeah. never forget it as long as you live. Like, it's going to be fun to think about you guys in 15 years saying, hey, guys, remember that first Christmas when everybody was just packed into our living room and everything was just so, you guys were so little and nobody knew what was happening. <laughs> it's going to be a great memory. We we still look back with our kids now. It's been six and a half years since they've lived with us. And we laugh and laugh and laugh at that first year and the things that we said and the things that we thought and the pictures that we have. And, um, we kind of all feel like we survived it together and, um, and we've grown up together. So listen, we are so into you. We love you both. And I, um, I am so proud to know you. I'm so proud of your family Um, I love this story so much. It's going to be our great joy, um, not only to come around you sort of this year, 
Um, and, and really, we are so thrilled to send you the things that you need as you're sort of building a home where everybody's needs are met. Um, but to keep following up with you, too, because we'd love to hear an update next oh. Christmas. Like, all right, guys, it's been a year. <laughs> People have been yeah. potty trained. <laughs> like, it's going to be good news. You're gonna, someone's going to yeah. be out of diapers. Yes. <laughs> Let it be, baby Jesus. Um, so let me let's let's close with this question I ask all my guests, and it can be as big or as small or as meaningful or as silly as you want it to be. But this is what we we finish by asking, and it's this, and you can both answer, and maybe Jacob, you can start, and then Peggy, you can answer too. Sure. Um, what is saving your life right now? What is saving my life right now? Hmm. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Uh-huh. I would say what's saving my life right now is really uh, a combination of um, my faith, my wife, um, my church, and just really a renewed um, vision and a renewed purpose of what mission is, and that you don't have to travel the world to find mission. That's you right. can wake up uh, right there in your community and you can find those who are hurting, those who are lost and in suffering, and you can provide temporary yet meaningful relief. That the idea, the concept of that is uh, is definitely it is what is quote unquote saving my life. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Jacob. How about you, Coffee? Peggy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I, I, I thought yes. somebody's going to tell the yes. truth and say well, coffee. Obviously, the supernatural power of Jesus, I mean, in all areas of my life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, just uh, it's amazing. Like you said, the miracles that you see in adoption, you, I do not see. I've never seen them anywhere else. And then, yeah, our marriage is That's just right. um, God has really blessed us. And I think just having each other, we we are each other's best friends and we're on each other's team. And at the end of the day, that's what we just keep leaning yeah. into. And yeah, it's been a, it's been We've been winning every night together, <laughs> laying in bed, high five on nice. each other. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We made it to eight thirty. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, listen. Thank you both for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your Thank story. You. Thank you for living big and brave beautiful lives that we're all getting to peek in on. It's just so moving. It's so meaningful. Will you also give your parents all of our love? We're proud of them too. I mean, starting back over when you're 60 and almost an empty nester, this is, that's a really, really big deal. Like this is a really beautiful family and we are so, so glad to know you. So you guys, thank you again for being on this. We're going to be so glad to pray for you and support you, um, through Christmas and thank beyond. You. So appreciate you so much. Thank you as well for supporting us through Thanksgiving and just all your support and prayers there felt. And I'm, we were thrilled to be on here and to win that, you know, shipped uh, $500 gift card. That was amazing. So thank you. Listen with a family, your size, that's barely going to put a dent in your grocery bill, but we were thrilled to send it. And, and then thank you so much because you didn't know you were going to be on the podcast. Cause we were like, you know what? We need, we need to know them. We got to have them on. We're going to have to talk to them. So thanks for doubling down with us. Okay. You guys, Merry Christmas to you and to the kids. And thanks again for being on. Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you. Aren't they fabulous? I just, I smiled through that whole podcast, just thinking about this young couple living so courageously and beautifully. I mean, we do not have to ever look far 
for wonderful people living in ways that are inspiring and important and meaningful, like just building the world we're all hoping to live in. And so um, Jacob and Peggy, and then obviously also their amazing parents, Thad and Lauren, um, are to be just so commended. And so you guys, I'm not joking. Um, If you'll go over to my webpage, jenhatmaker.com, on the podcast page, we will have a link to Amazon. Um, and this is, this is their wish list. These are the things that they need. Um, I mean, can you imagine going from zero to four overnight? I mean, from zero to five overnight, there's some stuff here. Uh, you know, we all get baby showers when we just have one living baby. Um, these two families are, are now taking in nine kids. And so there's no doubt um, that there are things they need or they want and what a joy to come alongside of them as this in this community and provide some of it. So you can go over there. You're also going to want to see over there the picture of um, Peggy and Jacob getting engaged under a waterfall in Uganda because good grief. Um, and anyway, thank you for being such a generous community. We, I just love this. I love you. I love this podcast. I love how many amazing people we keep getting to meet. I love giving free things away all the time. I love our nominations. I love the crowdsourced episode. It's all just so life-giving to me. So thank you for being a listener. Thank you for coming in. You guys, every week you listen, every week you download, every week you give us amazing feedback on our guests. And I'm just, I can't get over it. I'm so here for it. I hope that you love this series for the love of fallen holidays. You are absolutely going to love the next one. Our next series, and we've packed it with amazing guests um, that are really, really going to serve you well. Our next series that we start next week is for the love of new beginnings for the love of new beginnings. And we are running the gamut on content, on material, on ideas. Um, it's not just one note. We've got a lot of different notes, um, in this, in this series, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Um, you're going to really, really love it. So Thanks for tuning in. Hey, listen, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to this beautiful community, um, to you, to your families, to your communities, your churches, um, your children. You are very precious to me and my team here at the For the Love podcast. And it is just, it really is our joy to serve you. It really is. So um, thanks for being who you are. Thanks for being with us week in and week out. And we can't wait to see you right back here for the new year and for the love of new beginnings. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on the For the Love podcast. Tune in next week when we sit down again with Jen and friends to chat about all the things we love. Love you, our listeners. So we want to be sure you subscribe to For the Love with Jen Hatmaker via iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss a thing. And if you have a minute, please leave us a review. To become a part of Jen's online community, visit jenhatmaker.com and sign up for her newsletter. It's full of all the things you love, including free stuff. We love free stuff. Thanks for listening and see you next time on For the Love with Jen Hatmaker.